0: Hi, out there in podcast land, I'm Kelly Ray. This is Natasha. We're from Operation Frontline Families, and this is Caregivers Uncorked. Hi,
1: Natasha. Hi, Kelly Ray. Um, Last week we let you all know she was coming. She is uh, what our third person that makes up Operation Frontline Families, and today we're going to talk about substance use and substance abuse and just different kinds of addictions that we see in this space. Um, Oftentimes we think of the veteran and frontline family member who has the addiction or substance use issue. However, a lot of times it's the caregivers, it's the caregivers.
0: And that's because of what they go through taking care of the veterans have to have escapes somehow yeah. Apparently, y'all talked about sex last week,
1: um, which can be an it, addiction,
0: can, and it can be an outlet. But then, if it's the outlet, it you know runs into being an addiction.
1: Yeah. And Kelly is our expert in addiction. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's
0: that's kind of a broad. Uh, I work in the substance use disorder field. I also have personal history with addiction. Yes, I do. Um, and I'm, I, you know, it's not something I keep secret. So like a lot of times on our restorative weekends, uh, my part with the caregivers is talking about substance use.
1: And when we do our restorative weekends, Kelly, what are some of the issues that come up as far as addictions in With the caregivers.
0: Actually, I think the biggest um, issue uh, when speaking to caregivers about addictions is that they do not either one, they don't think they have addictions, two, if they do have addictions and know it, they do not want to say that they do. It's very, um, I mean, they deal with a lot anyway. So then to say, well, on top of all of this, I'm also addicted to my. Xanax is hard for many of them to say.
1: Right. Which makes sense, especially like if they're enrolled in the caregiver program with the VA, because I they're think people would think, trouble. right. How they'll can you caregive when you're like high on your mind all the time or, or sleeping but from then sleep then meds again, or, or then sitting again, in front of a computer looking at porn or people whatever. People that don't
0: do drugs and don't know about addiction, just because someone has an addiction to a certain substance does not mean that they're high. Um, People that are addicts, actually, they don't get high, which is why they keep using and using because they're trying to get high again. Um, It's also a, let's say you're, you know, you're locked up in your house caring for someone 23 out of 24 hours. You have to have some kind of outlet to make you be able to get through that. Um, That's, I think that's where it comes from. I think that's where it comes from.
1: And then how would A lots of times you said they don't know that you, they
0: I don't know. I don't know. Or if maybe I say they don't know. They don't realize.
1: OK, so what what would help someone realize that maybe there is an issue with whatever if, addiction If you they like have?
0: to drink and you drink every single day? That's the beginning of an issue. If you like to drink and you drink. At breakfast, definitely an issue. Or even if you wait until lunchtime, but you drink all day long, it's an issue. Uh, it's an issue.
1: And I but think that's with anything,
0: not just drinking.
1: Right. And I think a lot of times, too, when it starts impacting your everyday life, whether it's your work, your caregiving role, um, your family dynamic, anything. If you have an addiction
0: and you are a caregiver, then it is affecting every single person in the household bank on that bank on that whether whether they realize it whether you re- you can be you can rest assured that that's an issue
1: and do you think a lot of times that maybe our caregivers they may not have an issue at first but actually the, the veteran or first responder does and they maybe also start doing yeah. whatever um, that and person it could doing? also be
0: that maybe the veteran doesn't have an issue And maybe the caregiver doesn't have an issue in the beginning, but then again, remember, they have someone's lives in their hand every single day. And they feel like, okay, if I do this, if I don't do, I'm keeping this person afloat. Well, that weighs on you very heavily. So who's keeping you afloat? Line of Coke here and there will keep you afloat. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Xanax here and there to make you slow down keeps you afloat.
1: And then um, also, I think the easiest misconception in our space is there are a lot of our caregivers that have prescription medication. Absolutely. But that is one thing that can definitely be abused.
0: That's. Probably the most abused substance is the things that we get legally. And then you have to look at that. Of course, I work in the community, y'all. I deal with people coming in off the street that want help with their addiction. But it's, it's still kind of the same. Um, so Joe might have been in a car wreck and he was given Percocet and he loved it and he kept taking it. And then the doctor wouldn't give it to him. And then he goes and gets a Percocet on the street, and then the Percocet's actually fentanyl. So, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of danger. Whether it's street drugs, prescription drugs,
1: it's you know, it's a huge cycle that absolutely, absolutely. And so, if what are some if you could think of anything to let our, to tell our caregivers as far as watching for those possible signs of addiction or making sure when to reach out for help, you know, reach out for help the minute you
0: think you might be in trouble. Um, That's really, I mean, just remember that every single day. And like I said, people don't realize that they have an issue sometimes. I mean, I feel like an issue because you feel good. It gets you through and it makes you feel good. And you go to sleep and you get up tomorrow and you start all over. But if you can't do that on your own steam or your own stamina and your own willpower, then there's a little bit of an issue there.
1: And outside of drugs and alcohol, food, we brought up other things: food,
0: so- sex, shopping, uh, TV can be an addiction, for that matter. Um, there's people that the caregiver and the 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 veteran, the children, they all go to bed and you sit and watch TV until three and four in the morning because that's your outlet to relax. Anything can turn into an addiction. And I mean, literally anything
1: and anything in excess. Yeah. And there's there's things that start out as positive, like, you know, a couple hours in the evening of TV or right. um, I know Sean openly talks about when we were in school, how. That was her way of kind of getting Co- lost right. and everything, right. you know, um, school, which would, you would think is a positive thing. But and It can it also was. be
0: negative because it keeps you from
1: the things that you're supposed to be doing. You get consumed with it. Yes. Now, do you think other people realize that someone would have an addiction before the person does usually? Maybe and maybe not.
0: Depends on how much. Um I mean, there's a lot of so I can do an assessment on somebody that'll sit there and say I do methamphetamine every single day, and the person that brought them in has absolutely no idea that that's going on, and that's the that's the honest to God's truth. So no, not necessarily for a variety of reasons. Um, A lot of people don't understand drug. I I have a family member um, that children have huge addiction issues and they're, they're grown now, but she never, ever realized that even when it was pointed out.
1: So I forget the original question. Um, Oh, would you, is it usually you're the the person or is it another person that sees the addiction before the person with the addiction? So in
0: the population that we work with, I'm going to say that if let's say it's the veteran or the uh, first responder um, and if it's their issue, I'm going to say, yes, the person caring for them realizes it before they do. If you flip that scenario, I would probably say that the veteran or the first responder would not see that in the caregiver because that's not what they're looking for in the caregiver. They're looking for somebody to, you know, help them with everything else. And as long as that's being done, I'm not sure that they would even notice that. them. I really, I'm not sure. Everybody is different.
1: And then I know you talk a lot about um, in our restorative weekends, how, and you can speak on this, um, sustaining total abstinence from- Is
0: not, the- is not- so here, here's my uh, here's my take on you. If you want to be in recovery, you cannot have anything, regardless of what your drug of choice or your activity of choice is. Is that you can't have any of that? I do, I'm not hundred percent on board with that. That is exactly what AA and NA they will tell you. You can't do anything. I don't believe that. Um, I think that. There are people that, let's say their issue was is with cocaine. Um, and when you, are, when you have an issue with cocaine, you do like to drink because then you can equal those two out. But that's not to say that a person whose addiction is amphetamines can't once in a while smoke pot. Smoking pot's not automatically going to make you go back and do amphetamines. I think people should know their limits. However, there are a lot of people that, yes, you need to abstain from everything 100% every single day. Because Because they don't know the (laughs) limits. Because they don't know the limits, because they have a certain genetic makeup, because their brain chemistry, because so many things that no matter what they touch, boom, it's going to be full blown in a matter of days. So that's that's an individual thing. It's individual, as are we all individuals. So- and that's why you go see mental health professionals.
1: So you can figure that out. To see if, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. it's okay to. Absolutely. I mean, and there's consequences too, like the, you know, like cocaine and that. There's, there's, consequences, legal consequence, to, yeah. there's consequences to everything, right? Um, right. And, and, so,
0: and with the people that we try to work with and help, I think the consequences are more breakdown of the relationship, more breakdown of the communication. More breakdown of the family. I think those those are the consequences for our uh, what do we call them? Our group. Mm-hmm.
1: Our I think so too. And as far as the breakdown of the relationship, are you talking about the veteran and the caregiver? We're talking about the whole family. Yeah. The whole family. And why do you think that is?
0: Um, because no one's being honest. Um, because no one's, I mean... are lots so, of pointing so fingers. Our caregivers, a lot of pointing fingers, but our caregivers and the veterans or the first responders, everything is about what happened to them or, or, or why they are in the position that they're in. And, and so I think a lot of life gets lost in that. A lot of um, everyday things get lost in the fact that well, I'm in this situation because of this, so you should understand that it's not the way life works, or at least not in my experience. It's not the way life works.
1: Right. That's so true. Uh, and then this, when we, when I asked about, um, I asked you something about your your take on um, alcohol and drugs as it relates to our caregivers. And I think a lot of times, too, um, they, they want to be seen as the, as the strong ones. Absolutely. And almost they take on the head of the household role. And a lot
0: of people, whether it's our caregivers or anyone else, do not want to admit that they are less than what they are, even though they're not. Just because you have an addiction doesn't make you any less you. But they don't want to admit that, Oh my goodness. Now I need some kind of caregiving. Right. We all do. We're human beings. We all need some caregiving somewhere along the line. We yeah, all do.
1: And I think it I think they think it's going to put a dent in that role right. of the careg- you know, the caregiving role. And- which actually if you deal with it and,
0: and work through it it probably makes your caregiving role stronger and better.
1: B- well, I think you're can be more understanding now. <gasps> A lot of different things, the struggles of someone else. Right.
0: But you also have to look at one person in the family has struggled with all of this for so long that maybe if this person is struggling themselves, they're not going to have the capacity to feel for them. They're not going to have any empathy because I've been going through what I've been going through. And so what you're going through is nothing. Again, human nature human
1: nature and real quick with that let's talk about smoking cigarettes and
0: listen <laughs> here's my here's my bottom line on smoking cigarettes if you want to smoke cigarettes smoke them
1: right period no I'm, period no exactly but um i think a lo- there's a lot of push with Whole health when it comes to, to stop treating smoking, addictions to stop and stuff, and yeah, they and it's like that's the least and of the show
0: in the realm of recovery and those that suffer from some substance issues or just some mental health issues.
1: Um, let them keep the pack of marble. Listen, lights. <laughs> if smoking makes them
0: even out, makes them feel, let them smoke. Who cares? Yeah, right. I think that should be. And yes, folks, I am a smoker. Um, I did do a little stint where um, I took medication and it did keep me from smoking. I think I had one cigarette a day for months on end. Um, Actually, we were in New York for four days and I only had one cigarette. However, that medication is $300 a month.
1: I got a very glamorous picture of you smoking that, by the way. <laughs> I know,
0: I <it> was good. <laughs> uh, that, my health insurance paid for it because they want me to not smoke. But when that runs out, it then costs $300 a month. Which, okay, no, I'm not going to pay $300 a month for anything. But so I have discovered that that medication that they give people to stop from smoking is exactly like Suboxone for opioids for for Vivitrol for drinking the minute you do not have that medication your cravings are right there. So smoking medications is not something that federally gets taken care of. Suboxone does. The government's got money to pay for Suboxone because they don't want opioids to be as bad as they are. So which is so, it's. I'm back crazy. to smoking.
1: No, it's. That is crazy how our government and, um, just a side note, and insurance companies really control. Right.
0: All of it is. You know, I don't, uh, if somebody wants to have to smoke, if that's, if that's the most that they're doing, don't, don't bug them about it. Light it
1: up. Don't bug them about and it. And some marijuana.
0: Um, we won't, we're not going to discuss that one because that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. Because if you're on good medications, um, smoking pot can counteract that. Um, now people that don't have any medications and they smoke a little pot because it does even them out, totally get it. But that's a whole, that's a thing for them and their doctor to discuss.
1: Well, and with marijuana, what about... I mean, it's legal, but it's
0: not federally legal, and it's not... I mean, if you have a job and you test positive, you're still going to get fired. You know? If you get stopped and you test positive for pot, you're going to get a ticket. Yeah. I don't know what they call it. Driving under the influence, I guess. I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know.
1: But I with know that, about- I know, again, in, the, in this space that we're speaking of, a lot of people... Talk about how marijuana helps them um, feel better. And they're able to eliminate some medication. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. they are, And that's true. But and so, like I said, though, that's between them and their doctor, because the doctor says it and gives you the thing and you get a card. Well, that's all that's all above board. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not going that route and you're just doing it because. It does make you feel a little better, but yet you take all these medications, then once again, go see your doctor and figure those two things out.
1: Anything, because you, you can't put in your do body. both, because
0: it, they're right. not, neither one of them is going to be their full potential if you're doing them both.
1: Yeah. And a lot, I don't think a lot of people realize that or don't, they don't, they don't check think into about that. that. They no. just don't think about because it. because I want to think of like, you know, I got to check this to, you know, but I it's see. true. Anything you put in your body, they check prescription Absolutely. medication. When, Absolutely. You know, right. Um, and then our last thing I want to talk about, oh. because you are an expert in this, mental health and substance use. I'm not an expert. I'm just... What, what, do you, what comes I'm first? Is it the mental health and it's treated with the alcohol use or drug use? Or um, is it <clears throat> drug... And, and we know that um, so there are... There's... That's... Again, um,
0: if you were to just base things on what goes on out in the street, I'm going to say that mental illness brings on a lot of the drug use. If you're going to look at the big picture, though, um, so I do not have a mental illness. I do not have a diagnosed mental illness. I know I do not. Um, But yet I was an addict. And so some people are just, well I am an addict, but some people are just predisposed for that.
1: Um, I, you can't really um, You can't really
0: say which is which comes first.
1: Or uh, maybe it's more individualized. And- it is,
0: but I, I think a lot um, I think a lot of society's issues actually stem from... The lack of mental wellness, uh, I do. Um, Because if you're not mentally well, you do end up on the street. You do end up losing everything. You do end up doing drugs because that's all you got. That's all there is to do when you're out on the streets. Um, However, I have assessed quite a few people that live out on the streets and do no drugs. So it's, um, I'm not, I don't think you can say which comes first. Just like the chicken and the egg. They've never solved that debate either. Right. I don't think. (laughs) I don't
1: think. They've never solved that. No. And I don't know which
0: came first.
1: Well, and I think it's a lot of um, personal opinion of, you know, is it? It is. And I think it can go both ways though, too. Absolutely. It can, you know, you're, you can start doing drugs. You don't have access to medical care. Right. You can, you can just
0: start out partying and then you end up just, you know, getting high all the time. And, Yes, eventually that does end. That does make you have some kind of mental health issues. It can't help but, but, and and also depending on what drug it is that you abuse every day. There's some drugs out there that literally eat your brain cells. So when you're losing brain cells, your mental health is not too good. Um, But you know, there's also people like I mean, it's a. I think that's more individual. But society as a whole, I think, if a lot of the mental health issues were addressed better, then a lot of the uh, repercussions from that might lessen in society. It might.
1: Yeah, and then there are people that have drug-induced psychosis. Absolutely, from losing the brain cells Correct. and doing so dangerous. Correct. Much. Years
0: later. Years later, you could, yes. you could. I mean, you could have some heavy drug use every day for like let's just say 30 days and then boom you stop four years later you could go into a complete full psychotic breakdown and not realize what it's from and that you know that's what it stems from we're we're humans we're all different
1: and you said earlier you're like i have no diagnosis of anything i don't um so are you like the you're like one of the unicorns in this space because (laughs) you you, you talk about you know you had a great life you had a great childhood um i did mom and dad that were together that loved you everything private school yep uh great brothers Yep. um
0: so i mean i might have a little i could possibly have a little ptsd from the stuff that all of that caused um, you know, from children that weren't. I mean, little things, but like as far as you know, like major depression or generalized anxiety or beep. I have not, I'm, no. I'm extremely well rounded, which is why I can work in the population that I do.
1: Well, and I think having that lived experience and um and the professional experience, I think. I think really makes think you a powerful live, person. In this I think space. having
0: lived experience helps you help others. Oh yeah, um, it just because you can you can empathize
1: a little bit more. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Kelly Ray, we are on our last couple minutes of our podcast, and at, in the last couple minutes, we do our shit chat. Okay. So, what's some shit? as far as this space and in this subject that we talked about that you feel like needs to be put on the table. Um,
0: um, I think the shit that needs to be put on the table is people need to be more honest. That's my first thought. Um, Cause if you're more honest then it, you know, life's a lot easier to deal with. Uh, what's my second shit thought? I don't know. No, that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's my, that's because um, I think it's bullshit that people don't want to just, you know, deal. With. And I don't just mean deal with your own self. I mean, like how many people are in, how many people have some authority and they just put the shit under the rug? No, it, it, it can't be that way for anything, for anybody. Right. got to deal with what's going on in and the world.
1: Bring it all to the forefront. Absolutely. And one step at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, with that, if anybody comes to our restorative weekends <laughs> and when Kelly Ray starts on her part of our um, raise curriculum, your hand instead of Raise your like hand, you can't. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Say, I am such and such and I, I no. <laughs> might have a problem. Just say, I might. No. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. Okay. So, what are some things? And this is our shit shaft, but we don't necessarily have to talk too much shit. Um, What are some things that people can replace some of those negative behaviors and habits? Whatever makes
0: you happy. Um, And it can be so simple. It could be cooking, going for a walk, listening to music. Listening to music and dancing is a great drug all in itself. Um, Just little things. Whatever brings you joy. And then people say, well, I don't know what brings me joy. Well, what used to bring you joy? I hear that every day when I'll say to somebody, what do you like to do for fun? I don't I don't do any fun. I live in a tent. Okay. But you you used to do things that were fun and they made you smile. What were those? And then that gives people something to, you know, look for, maybe not look forward to, but be like, oh, that's right. I used to just love to do this. I got to just think about that and get yourself back to that. Again, when you're happy, everybody around you is happy.
1: Right, and then um, also, I think being honest about it.
0: Oh, you have to be honest. You'll, you have to will be, honest be a better with caregiver.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And they'll be a better person and a, a better mom, a better husband. But,
0: but you can't be honest with anyone about anything until you are honest with yourself about the thing.
1: And do you think, and I know we talk about replacement. Um, is it important to replace? No.
0: No. an addict. No. You don't have to replace whatever it is that's causing you. It. You don't have to replace it. You just have to get rid of it. That's all. Just get rid of it. Right. Just get rid of it.
1: <laughs> Any more? I, Any simple, final thoughts?
0: I'm, sim- I'm simple like that. No, I have no final thoughts.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. Do you listeners. have final thoughts? I don't. I don't. Um, I know it's a tough subject for a lot. I hope that our next Restored Weekend. My, my
0: final thought is for those of you that see, look, there's Sean, but it's not me. So I feel kind of weird sitting underneath Sean's picture. You guys look like you could be sisters. Mother and daughter. Uh, I oh, know. no sisters. Yeah, She's sister. close enough in age to be sister. Yeah. You could be my daughter. She'd have to be my sister.
1: Okay. Well, we're going to end that right there. And hopefully you'll see Kelly Ray a few more times throughout our podcast. Um, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you.